you are ready. Yeah, we in, we in. Cool. All right. What's up, guys? It's the Visions Pod once again, keeping it nice and consistent for you guys on a weekly basis. We've got another very special guest with us today. Of course, you've got me, one half of the Visions Podcast, Des, aka Destiny, as well as JT, my amazing co-host. And um, yeah, we're going to just go straight into it, introduce the very first guest. If you don't mind just telling the people who you are, um, that would be great, bro. Let, let them know, man. Obviously, um, some people know me as just Michael, um, but as an artist, I go as Mike Robert. Formerly, Mike, I think it was Mikey Angelo or something like that. I used to be Mikey Angelo, but now it's Mike Robert. And yeah, man, uh, I'm an artist slash producer. And in my spare time, obviously, I'm a uni student as well. I do film and TV, but obviously, mostly it's just music and just, yeah, producing lyrics that's pretty much me to be honest okay what a great place to dive into um and for those listening for those listening right now i've i've known michael mike for quite a while we we have some we have some some history we went to the same school together so yeah. um as i was as i was growing up so was he so i've he's seen me in way before the person i was today um and then we just we, we maintain contact not many people from school i maintain contact with but him we've maintained contact over the last however many so many years um so with that let's go straight all the way back to before like school days primary days even before that um for you life growing up were you raised in a christian household how how was how was your initial growth as an individual to lead you to kind of where you are now in your faith um yeah i was raised in a christian household um obviously my dad's a pastor um so straight away I kind of just got straight into the church and at the time I think if it was 2001 then yeah I think at the time my dad just started his own church um uh I think uh I think it was in White City so it was White I think it was West London at the time and then we kind of I think we moved to Norfolk when I was born or just before I was born or after we moved to Norfolk and then we stayed there until 2020 and obviously COVID we had to move from Norfolk to Hanwell so we just stayed in West London for most of the uh, most of the period I guess since 2001 and yeah I've been pretty much in the church all my life and I'm one of those kids where it's like it's straight church every Sunday. No playing football on Sunday. <clears throat> but we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. But yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, I've been in the church my whole life. Yeah, man. Okay, okay. And so, what kind of through how what was it like navigating through sort of primary and secondary school as a Christian, especially with you have some people that are believe are believers, some people that aren't, some mm. people from different like what was it like would, would you say people were quite aware of the fact that you were in Christ and what was the sort of the challenges in during school as you were sort of progressing with your faith and just going through life as a teenager as growing up mm. um just to put context in obviously um I was born in North London Tottenham and then 
I moved to Hertfordshire probably year four. Yeah, year four, basically year four. So, like, when I was in Tottenham, it wasn't that deep when it's like everyone's talking about church and da 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 da. So it was calm. But when I was in primary school in uh, Hertfordshire, it was like, it was weird because it's like, obviously, it's, at the time, it was predominantly white. It was probably still predominantly white, but I think less now. But at the time, it was like, my class was probably, say, 98% white. And wow. I was like, yeah, like, you're just, you're talking about, ch- you don't, you can't even talk about church. But as a kid, it was like, it's kind of taboo to be like, yeah, I'm going to prayer meeting or this and that, or I'm going to church on Sunday. Because mm-hmm. for them, Sunday is football. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? So I was kind of like, how can I relate? So I didn't talk too much about Christianity or nothing like that. It was more RE, like when it's RE, then they're like talking about da 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 da. But even RE, they'll be saying certain comments about Jesus and stuff. And you wanna, you kind of wanna just calm down. You don't wanna say nothing. You don't wanna flip out on anybody, but it was hard. I can't I can't lie in primary school it was hard. I didn't really tell anybody. Um but I had one friend. Um he happened to be mixed race, whatever, and he was Jehovah Witness and we kept having debates about Christianity and obviously Jehovah and uh, and it, it got heated sometimes because obviously he'll be saying Jesus died on a stake. I'll be saying nah Jesus died on a cross and then all of that. And obviously with them, there's, I wouldn't say there's similarities with their scriptures and obviously the Bible, but there's a couple where, yeah, it's a little bit the same. And then there's others where it's like, obviously that's completely false, but that's just doctrine in it. So yeah, I was like, I'd probably say he was the only person I could talk to about Christianity. But again, he was a strict, like with Jehovah's Witness, you can't go around their house. You can't. They can't come out. They can only hang around with other mm-hmm. that are Jehovah Witness, you know what I'm trying to say? And they have to dress a certain way. You know what I mean? His mom was like, nah, you can't. I think I don't even know if his mom knew I was Christian, but if, if she did know, she probably wouldn't have let me into the house, to be real. So, yeah. But, yeah, that was primary school. And then, <laughs> and then secondary school was like, Ooh, um, year seven was, I don't know, you're not even thinking about, I can't lie, you're not really thinking about spreading away in year seven, it's more... At all. Uh, <laughs> at all. Really, yeah. It's like, you're not really, you're just trying to figure out the school, the setup. Right. Yeah. New friends, you know what I'm trying to say, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously... You're kind of seeing now that okay, it's more about friends and trying to fit in and all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was still searching for someone that was a Christian. Um, unfortunately, I didn't really find nobody that I could relate to that much. But you know, real in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real. So year eight, we became uh, just, I guess acquaintances and then from there we started to get a little bit closer and then I met Adam as well and obviously he's a Christian as well 
Um, but then I think year nine, that's when things start to just go downhill completely because it's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about year nine, but it's like year seven and eight. It's like, you're kind of, it's a warm up. It's a warm up <laughs> yeah. in year nine. <laughs> Why is everyone's year nine story the same, bro? <laughs> yeah, year nine is just crazy, bro. Year nine and year ten is so funny, bro. bro <laughs> complete year nine, bro. bro. I swear, though. Like, year nine just, it got to, because I, I guess everybody's now growing up, like, physically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, all that stuff starts to kick in, and now you're venturing in certain areas, and it's like, okay, do you want to, do this, you want to do that, you want to drink it, you want to go to this party, that it's mm. no longer like hall parties anymore. You're not doing parties in the hall. It's yeah, now yeah. Like someone's house. Right, something. right. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I started dibbling and dabbling in certain things and I was just like, I don't really think, I'm going to church like every Sunday, but I'm not really thinking about God during the week because it's like oh yeah. you're back at school right. you're friends and yeah like you know I was just thinking about Monday to Friday and obviously I used to go to um Friday prayer meeting I think probably year 10 or maybe yeah I'll say year 9 I started going to Friday prayer meeting so I couldn't go to parties mm-hmm. it was on a Saturday or something but I was hardly ever so I started to I started to resent Friday prayer meetings because obviously with Friday prayer meetings is like it's just strictly prayer and then you might share a little word at the end and I'm just kind of I'm not praying. It's more like you're daydreaming for most of it and then you might say a little prayer here and there and it's like I'm not really taking part. So whenever I got a chance to go to a party on a Friday, maybe we don't go to a Friday prayer meeting one day and at home, I'm like, okay. I'm asking around, like, yo, is there anything going today? Like, yeah, we've got a little party. So then I'll try and go. But for the most part, yeah, it was just Friday prayer meetings. And obviously on Sundays, I couldn't go to football. You know what I mean? And that's a... I don't know if you want to touch on that later on, but... Yeah, yeah, we yeah, should, bro. We should. That's a part of all three of our lives, bro. That's the yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Because each one of yeah. us have probably had completely different experiences. It's I'm interesting. Trying, mad. And it's me mad. and JT is interlock, but it's mad. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll touch legit. yeah. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. So yeah, like we got to year ten, and I think I I can't remember. Like ah, uh, there was one party in the sun. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. Nah, nah, nah. I think it was Easter. It must have been around March or April, Easter. And I went to one party on a Friday after like an Easter uh, service. Uh, I think it was Good Friday. Sorry, not even mm-hmm. Sunday, but it was Good Friday. And I went to a party on a Friday. And it felt, I was like, yeah, like, I can't, they're all like, oh, what? You're here because I don't usually come. So, like, oh, you're here. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Da, da, da. And then I was like, nah, I can't be. I can't be missing Friday parties. Like, I need to. So then from there, it got to the summer. And when it's summer, it's even harder not to try and go to parties because you're not going to school. Like, it's just straight parties during the week and weekends or whatever. So, yeah, I started to, you know, attend more parties during the summer. And it was like, yeah, 
because of me, they used to call me like a ghost or whatever because I wouldn't come out, I wouldn't go to parties. But I was trying to explain to them that, look, obviously, because obviously my dad is strict, but it was that it was it was, the, it was like a thing where I'm I'm a homebody as well, but it's like I tried to explain to them that I do go prayer meetings, but they just didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this is where it's like, that's when I got affected. I was like, what are you, you're trying to say that you don't think I'm a Christian? He's like, yeah, no. everyone was like, no, no, I don't. Because obviously with me, I I don't lie, but I joke around about a lot of stuff in it. So they thought I was playing around. And I was like, no, no, obviously I go to prayer meeting. Like, no, you don't go to prayer meeting. And I was like, yeah, I go to prayer meeting. And like, okay. So I don't think they ever believed me, to be real. And that's when I was like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think God, if they're, if they're saying they don't think I'm a Christian, then God must not know me, sort of thing. Where it's like, I'm not displaying any attributes of a Christian. You know what I mean? So that's when I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just, I need to kind of just look at my relationship and look at how I'm kind of acting. Because obviously it's having an effect on other people that might be Christian and might feel comfortable coming to me about certain things because they would they wouldn't know they'll think oh he's just like one of them and he's right i mean like because real i didn't know he was a christian as well maybe until i don't know maybe year nine or year 10 he might say oh yeah i need to go to this this and that but he wasn't really going to church so i think year 10 we both started to talk more about christianity but like I said, like in the summer, I started to go to more parties. And yeah, like the things that I was already getting into, it just kind of heightened. You know what I mean? So, specifically, obviously, you get into, you know, smoking or whatever and all that stuff. And it's like I wasn't like a serial, like, oh, I can't, I can't breathe for and go to zoo. Nah, nah, it was like yeah. uh, more. If it was at parties or maybe after school or something like that, but yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't really much of a drinker because some people they'll be like, oh, when I go to a party, I need to have pre drinks, like I need to have drinks before I go to the party, so I'm in the mood because that's a, that's where my confidence comes from. I was like, wow, okay, fair enough, that's that's cool. Um, for me, uh, you know, that's not really the case. I'll just kind of show up as I am because when I even drink. I'm not even me. Like I start slowing down. Mm. Um, like someone will be talking to me and I'll just be staring into space. I was like, look, I don't need the drinks. I'm gonna just stick to maybe a quick whatever, but that wasn't all the time. But yeah, I went to one party and uh I can't remember what happened. Like I was even gonna bait out Rio, but let me know bait out Rio. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of mad like oh what what party was it let me not say names man let me not say names but i was there and yeah it was a couple of drinks or whatever but it's like every time i go to the, these parties like people are like oh you're here so i started getting a little bit and they start giving me drinks because usually people hold on to their drinks like they don't really want to but they start giving it to me they're like oh like it's time to get, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh, I don't even drink like that. I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool. Just give me a little, just give me a little bit. Just mix it a little bit and then whatever. 
but I'm there. So they keep offering more and more. I'm like, okay, cool. So once I got a little bit hazy, I was like, you know what? And we just quit. and I I saw what happened to Rio as well. I was like, yeah, man, let's just let's just go, man. Like that's when I realized, yeah, parties. Nah, I don't know. I don't know about this, but eventually I, I just kept going to more. And in year 11, that's when it, in fact, I'll, I'll just say it because it's me anyways. It's me. Like, I, <laughs> uh, okay, basically with me and, okay, let me just say it like this. When it came to parties, I was really there for the girls. You get what I'm trying to say? I was like, what's the ratio? I was like, is it? <laughs> Um, what's the ratio no 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 (laughs) at least you have the objective (laughs) the thing is you you can't you need to you know i would text Rhea. i'll be like oh is it is it that kind of party he'd be like yeah yeah it's that kind of party you need to come i was like okay cool because with me to get out of the house it was already hard anyway because Mm -hmm. i wasn't doing too well in school so it's like that's why i wasn't really allowed to go out all the time Right. So I was like, look, if I'm going to get out of the house, I've got to make sure that obviously it's worth it. So I'll, I'll be like, what's, what's the ratio? You'll be like, oh, it's, it's good. It's calm. You know what I'm trying to say? So I'll I'll go. And obviously the girls are like, and I'm like, I have this feeling where I'm like, you know what? I think I have a problem. Like, I can't lie. I feel like, I need to kind of just, I'm I'm getting to, I'm getting pushed in certain places because of girls, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm like, let me just chill. So it, it got to September and now I'm in year 11. It's obviously GCSEs or whatever. And then, you know, you see, I can't say names, but it helps with the story. Okay, I won't say the name, but. Just give letters, 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 letters will help. Ah, uh, nah. If I say the letter, people will know. They'll know because this girl's always been. And just like any random letter, like A X Y, whatever. Okay, I'll call, I'll call her X. That's calm. I'll call her X. Um, so yeah, remember the letter because I might say the letter again. Oh, okay. So I'll go to her house after I get a haircut, and then you know, she's like, "Oh, I need help with my homework." I'm like. <laughs> okay, calm in it. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, yeah, cool, I'm there. And then obviously, I go and then I spend too long. And I used, I used to do this thing is that when I go to parties, I just spend too long and I come back and then my dad's like, if you do this again, you're not going to, you're, you're grounded basically, you're not going to be able to leave. So then I go to this girl's house and I spend some time and then <laughs> my dad but that cools but that cools me but my phone wasn't even on loudspeaker it wasn't on loudspeaker and then obviously like she could hear my dad <laughs> she could hear my dad on the phone in it and he's <laughs> he's obviously screaming he's screaming down the phone you know you know how African dads are in it Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, and obviously she doesn't get that kind of culture too much. You know what I'm trying to say? So I was like, yo, chill, 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 chill. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. And then 
I get home and he's like, yeah, like you're done. Basically, he said, yeah, you're not you're not going out for a year. You're not going out for a year until year 11 is done. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Cool, 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 cool. And then, actually, I didn't, I think until the end of the year, I didn't really go out that much. And then, um, you know, when I got to, I think, Lever's Day. Was it Lever's Day? Yeah, Lever's Day, there was a party. And then I went out. And it was actually on a Friday. It was on a Friday. And my dad was like, oh, what, are you going to go to the party instead of? I was like, yeah, like, it's Levers. So he was like, okay, cool. Your decision. So I went. But I told everybody I wasn't going to show up. So I showed up. <laughs> oh, I showed up. I had the, the gear on. had the little chain. Yeah, I mean, I showed up. And then they were like, oh, da, da, da. And big then, reception, big reception. Big, it was like a big, but like the girls, like, oh, you're here. And then the girl that the house that I went to, oh, nah, I'm being up. I'm being up too much. But yeah, it was like, okay, we got we to gotta go because it's, it's Libra's day, isn't it? We got to go home. So the drinks were there, all of that. And then you're smoking this and that. And then I'm like, okay, yo. Again, I had that feeling where I was like, nah, like, what am I doing here? Like, this is, yeah, I'm trying to say, you always get that feeling where you're like, what am I doing here? Like, what's, mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah. This just continued to happen. And obviously, I don't know if I've talked to you about prom, but uh, obviously prom after party. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't going to go into detail, but, you know. I don't know if everybody, <laughs> I don't know if everyone knows what happened to me, but ah, uh, should I leave this for later? Because it's a big, it's a big thing that kind of altered the way I started to think. But I don't no, know bro, go, go for it. Go as you're late. Just, just go, man. We're That's here for great. it. I'm, I'm learning and listening, so go for it. Tell your story, bro. Okay, so I, I get in there. It starts popping off a little bit. In fact, it was pretty dead at the start. I tried to put my phone on the orcs, play some music. They didn't really get the music. So I was like, cool, do your thing. And then start to pop off the drinking, all of that. And then, you know, I don't know if someone put something in my drink. They didn't put something in my drink, but someone definitely offered me something. I was like, nah, I'm good. And then I started drinking whatever, the smoking. I think the mixture, if you have a certain type of whatever, it can kind of, it can do damage in it. It can do damage. So, like, I'll probably say the second hour, I started to, I guess, don't know, like, can I say hallucinate? I guess okay. high in it, but this one wasn't like a, a typical high. Like, I was, like, I couldn't feel my legs. Like, I couldn't stand up and all that stuff. And I was like, yo, what's going on? So I passed out. And I'm, I'm looking at Adam. I'm like, yo, how long have I been out for? He was like, yo, you've been out for like a good, a good 30 minutes. I was like, okay. So then 
I try and go outside and then there's smoking and whatever. I was like, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll partake in it. It's, it's after party in it, I'll partake. So I'm doing whatever. And then I go back inside and then I fall in, onto a beanbag. Like straight, like flap onto the beanbag and then Billy pulls me out and I'm like, yo, I think I'm going to die. And then he's like, no, nah, you ain't going to die. Like, I'm not going to die. I was like, I, I can't, I feel like I'm going to, like, I can't. When you start losing your bearings and your senses and stuff, you're like, nah. And you're not supposed to, and you know who you, who you are as well. You know you're, you, you know that obviously you're a Christian, you're a child of God, whatever, and you're not, you're not supposed to be in this kind of environment. So you're like, is this a punishment? Like, mm-hmm. This is one of the times where something goes wrong because I always heard of stories where, you know, a kid's at a party and their drink gets spiked or something. They take something that they're not supposed to and it mixes with this. Because actually when you mix certain things with other things, that you, your whole system can shut down. You know what I'm trying to say? So mm. I thought it was one of those times and I was like, nah, I'm going to die. Like, and he was like, nah, nah, you're, you're good, you're good, you're good. So I pass out again and then I wake up and I'm inside the house. They're giving me bread, they're giving me crisps and all that. And I was like, yo, what's going on? Because I keep passing out. So I was like, yo, if I keep passing out, at one point, this might not look good. So let me just try and keep awake. So then they took me outside, they give me bread, all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I- I'm okay. Let me go back in the party. And then I'll pass out again. They take me outside. And then I'm looking at the, because it was, it was, it was like an outside party, but it was in a shed. So it's like a, I guess like an outdoor, indoor house. And I'm looking at the, the little house. And it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's kind of vibrating. When I'm looking at it, it's like the place is vibrating. And there's lights around the little house and it was just vibrating, vibrating. And I was like, the way I felt, I felt like, nah, I need to get out of it because I don't know. It's not like, I don't want to say it was hell, but it was like the way it kept vibrating and it just seemed like a little I don't know man it's like it's like the club sort of thing like where you're looking down and you're seeing all these people going mad as the lights and all that stuff and you're just like it's kind of like you're looking from the outside in that's what I felt like basically and I was like nah nah like nah this ain't right so I kept chilling so I could get better because my legs were still not working at all. So I was like, Lord, I'm actually going to get better because I feel like I'm never going to be able to literally walk. And yeah, like, I waited, I waited, I waited. And then finally, 
I was able to walk and then I got into the party and just carried on as normal. But I didn't ever forget that experience. I was like, nah. Because I genuinely thought, yo, either I'm not going to make it or my legs will just, they're, they're never going to work. Like I'm going to basically basically be paralyzed because mm. I literally could not stand up for like two hours. I couldn't even stand up for two hours. So, you know, I was like, I don't think God's going to give me this many chances if I try and get into this stuff deep all the time and mm. just keep going down that avenue every I don't think I'm gonna so I was like you know what calm let me just stop with the parties but you know how human nature is you start going to other parties again you know that stuff so yeah man um year 11 was crazy but again it's actually kind of weird because me and Rio started talking more about Christianity um, probably in year 11 more you know um, we started really because we lived like um, two minutes away from each other so we kept having discussions when he got to my road we are just stopping and talk about issues that we're having how God can help us scriptures not scriptures more but like some verses that we can remember we'll be like yeah you know you should probably look at that this so we are really going into it going into it but when we got to school it wasn't really like that it was more when we were walking home we would talk about all that stuff but yeah, at school nah like it wasn't I tried to let people know that obviously I'm a Christian uh, I do go to prayer meetings um, but they really never believed me so I kind of left it at that but yeah like after um prom and all that stuff and the parties that followed i was like nah i'm good i don't think i even i I don't think i smoked the rest of the summer or whatever i didn't because after that experience i was like nah i, I ain't touching a thing i ain't touching that again but i proceeded to touch it again um, um but i think when I was in college, I did it again, but yeah. Oh man. But yeah, um yeah, I think that year after 2017, I don't think I ever touched it again. I didn't touch it again. Um yeah. touch it again. But yeah, that that was that was pretty much school. Um obviously college. I don't know if I'm to get into college, but it was yeah, 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 yeah. Because this is from college. This everything I know of you is up until that point. You're yeah. eleven after that. Oh, I didn't see you, so I don't. I I won't know of this. Whereas some of the stuff you were saying before, I have slight memories of recollection, because that night I remember because you never used to go. It was kind of like it was the talk that you had been, and there was like pictures. Like that night, I remember on snap and stuff like that there was like a picture of you or a video of you or you were on that bead bag because i was remember it as you were telling this story i could i could remember parts of like hearing that story or hearing that situation um and as you were telling it i was also recalling my experience in school and what it was like for me and some of the similarities and how like when you get into that sort of place where you're going to these parties there's females there's girls 
difference with me, I never drank or smoked. One, I'm asthmatic, so I was never going to smoke anyway. Two, I had that incentive with being an athlete and what I was trying to do. So I kind of, I knew that I couldn't do that as well as do what I was trying to do. You know, if not for that, Lord knows what I would have got myself into. Um, and then three, I had that conviction. There was always a place, there was always a limit for me as to how far I was going to go with what I was doing. The main things that I knew that I could not do, would not do, is get drunk. I knew that was a sin and I knew that was something that I generally should not be doing. But I didn't like alcohol anyway. And two, it was having sex. I knew, like, truly from the bottom of my heart, I was not going to do that before I get married. And there was not really anything in the world that was going to make me to do that. Because I knew in and of myself that I could not do that. So those were sort of my barriers. But everything else, in terms of... Being in that environment and soaking it up and being a part of it, you know, listening to the worldly music, going to the party, staying up late, all, all, yada, 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 all those things. I, I was a part of it. So I really do I resonate with you in terms of um, what that was like. But please do carry on in terms of college. We can delve back into that at a later point and talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, college. Uh, you know how it gets when you leave school. It's like, oh, both of you. It's a thing where people go their separate ways you know what I mean so I went college a lot of people went sixth form um some people went to different sixth forms uh but in terms of college I was just on my I was on my own to be real um and yeah I was meeting I was meeting up with Billy after um I went to college like on the days that I'll go because we were doing music so that was the only reason why I went you know what I mean but apart from that if I didn't have anything substantial or like I didn't have anything really that would connect me to someone this is for anybody like you usually part ways you know what I mean and the people that you're really close with that's when you know time tells you know i'm trying to say but with me and billy it was always uh it was either we were dancing or we were doing music or just yeah man it was either them two really to be real so i would go to his house and i started that's when i started taking um rapping serious um because with billy it was natural it was something that um, he didn't have to really learn. It was just like, he can freestyle. He could come up with anything at any point. But with me, I was more, I need to write it down. So I'm used to freestyle in school anyway. So I started writing lyrics of him. He started to tell me, yo, this is how you do this, do that. So I, I do that. And yeah, like that was pretty much the first year really um I didn't really see yeah I again I didn't really smoke it was only when I went to a party that was in Hemel I was like still kind of doing it but again the reason why I actually stopped because it wasn't actually logical when I was I was doing it I was like yo I'm I'm losing my bearings and everything is basically in slow-mo. Everything is kind of like looping. 
you know what I mean I'm like why would I do this if I'm basically at a party to I guess enjoy myself and you know girls are talking to you whatever and you're kind of looking into space and you're kind of just you know what I mean jittering it's like okay this ain't making sense so I'm not even gonna smoke or drink or nothing because I don't wanna I want to be alert that's how I am I don't like not being alert so I was like you know what I'm gonna leave it alone and then yeah for the rest of my colleges I didn't do none of that I didn't smoke or nothing didn't drink and then yeah man I didn't even go to parties the last party I went to was uh probably Rio's um I was in like a party party I was more I was more gathering. I started to go to gatherings, but um, my last one was 20, I want to say 2018. That was okay. my last one. Yeah, <clears throat> and after that, I left it alone. Like, I didn't I didn't want to be there. Like, once I realized I don't I don't want to be at these parties, I was like, I'm not gonna go. I don't I, I don't really see the point of me standing. Cause sometimes some guys they're just they're there. And they're just kind of posted on the wall. And that's it for like two hours. I was like, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't want to be that guy where you're looking serious, you're on the wall. Someone's like, oh, can I tease it? And I'm like, this is dumb. Let me just, I'm not going to waste my hours doing this. I'm going to just try and. I'm going to leave it alone, basically. I'm going to just leave it alone. So I left it alone. I didn't go until, yeah, 2018 was my last time. And I was obviously for Rio's. I made an exception for Rio's. Uh, I think that was his 19th or 18th. So I left it there. And then obviously, that was my last year in college. Uh, no, 2019 was, 2019 to 20 was my last year. Uh, COVID hit. And then, yeah that was school over in terms of like primary to college obviously now it's uni but um yeah I don't know if you want to talk about uni as well like but yeah we will we will but I had a question about that you said you were mainly on your own mm-hmm. um would you say that helped you what, during that time what, what was your faith like in that alone time what were you able to kind of learn about yourself because we learn a lot I personally have learned so much of like being on my own, especially sort of like in this past year, I've really learned like being those seasons of being alone where it's just you and God, you learn so much about yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. So what, what was that like for you? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Um, it was very good because <laughs> I'm, I'm never like pressured by peers. I'm never ever pressured by peers, but it's more like you feel like let me just try it out because with human nature it's like yo you never know until you know so let me just do this and do that but when I was on my own um it was obviously independence but also now you're realizing stuff about yourself and how you cope in certain situations so in terms of church I was yeah I was going but it was still kind of dipping a little bit, you know what I mean? But then I I, I started to have questions for my dad because obviously he's a pastor. I was like, okay, 
what's this, what's that, what's... So once I started to ask questions, now I became more, um, more intrigued. Because when you're not really interested, you don't know what's going on, then it's like, why am I here? So I started to ask questions more. And I was like, you know what, let me try and delve more into the word. So actually I kind of grew a little bit more. Um, and yeah, that was that spiritually. I grew more spiritually, I would say. Um, but at the same time, uh, just as an, an individual, just because I knew more about myself now, I was able to um, figure out uh, how to navigate just independently and some things that just didn't make sense. That's why I even gave up the whole parties and all that stuff because I was like, yo, the mentality just started to shift. And that's why I, I couldn't really chill with certain people anymore because it was like, if I'm not doing this, then I was like, what are we doing? And you kind of look at each other like, all right, and then you just stop hanging around with each other because it's like, we're not doing the same thing anymore. So I was like, in terms of just using reason and ignorance not being bliss anymore, it's not, you're not in the adolescent stage, you kind of start to grow and kind of like let all that, all that stuff just slip to the side because it's not making sense. So in terms of things that just didn't make sense no more, I started to grow within that. And obviously when you have something to do, I was doing my filming and doing documentaries, whatever, and obviously still writing my lyrics as well. When I was now pursuing that, I had something to do. So now I was like, look, I ain't gonna just be chilling anymore, just be chilling here there or let's go here and I'm like now I've got something to do now so that was that but in terms of my spirituality I was like yo now I have no excuse because Monday to Friday I'm not first of all the college days are not that long it's like three days so it's like I I've got I've got time now so I, I can definitely delve into the words I did but I can't say my character fully changed in terms of Yo, now I'm really displaying that I'm a Christian. It's more, or someone asked me, of course I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but it was it was kind of still silent. I wasn't confident enough to say or really go in about certain issues because I'm very laid back anyway. So I wouldn't be like, oh no, like did it. I'll just if you ask me, then I'll I'll tell you sort of thing. But in my own in my own space, I was growing spiritually, but I was still kind of fighting. There was still this resistance to kind of even grow more and kind of show it, you know? Mm. So, yeah, that was college, to be honest, in terms of spirituality and just individuality as well. Okay, wow. So this is quite a journey, quite like a turnaround as well. Mm. Um. Before we touch on uni, so we can switch to a different tone for just a bit, we're going to finish up with, with uni and then other bits as, as well. Talking about kind of like the, the football part of it. Um, were you, did you want to play football on those Sundays? Did you, have, did you ever have that conversation with your dad as regards to whether or not you could play? And had you been able to play, what do you think um, would have been different? Were you really that passionate about playing or was it just something you wanted to do? Um... Okay, 
I think I got to take it to the beginning. I got to take it to. The... So when I moved to Harvestshire, I was like, football was everything, because before it was like I didn't even know about local clubs. You know what I'm trying to say? It was just like okay, you're on the estate, you play at the back or whatever, and da 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 da. You play on the ball court or whatever. But when I moved here, it was like football was everything. You know I mean, the dads were into it. The moms were into it. They were like, yo, my son's going to do We're playing on. They got all the gear. And with us, we didn't have all the gear and all that stuff. So with me and my brother, my brother's definitely the football guy. Like, he's the footballer. But with me, it's just that like I saw him do it. And I was like, yeah, I can do it as well. I loved every sport. But I was like, no, I'll try. So with him, I think it was more natural. With me, it was like, I was just trying so, yeah, you know, once I realised you can play for a local team, I was like, yo, all these kids, the reason why in the game they're so well-rounded is because they've been playing since they were free. And I, I haven't been playing, so I was like, I need this opportunity to play. So I went to um this thing called like Arsenal Development. I don't even know if you guys know about that, but I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, it was then. Oh, oh, my days! What a throwback! What a throwback! Oh, my days! The soccer school is amazing. Every every Saturday to come around the Hamilton Hamilton Street. The ginger guy, remember? Oh, my yeah, God. Sam. Sam, bro. Remember, yeah, yeah, the other guy, he had the other guy that was a little yeah. bit bigger. That was the yeah, Sam. Yeah. Sam was the OG one. The ginger. Sam was yeah, the OG. Yeah, ginger was Sam. And the other was guy an was Irish like... guy after that. There was um, I can't remember his. I can't remember his name, but there was an Irish guy after that. Like yeah, towards, yeah, 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 the tall guy. Yeah, he had like dark hair. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so I'm there. Time, bro. And to me, I think it was a scam in it. To be real, I think. <laughs> But, you know, my dad's paying all this money. We're going there. We're doing all it. And it helped. It did actually help for a bit. Um, I played a couple of games or whatever. But now it got to a point where they were kind of up in the price. And it was like, I think it was like £80 a month for me and my brother. So my dad was like, no. So year seven, it got to a point where... I was um, obviously you're in the school team and all of that. And, you know, obviously I'm like, nah, I've got to play for a local team now. You know what I'm trying to say? So I'm, I'm there, I'm playing. And I'm like, oh, is Destiny gone? No, Des. Oh, no. no my bad, my bad. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, man. Sorry. Oh, what did God. you say? Um, I was saying that, obviously, I got to year seven now, and I was like, yo, I definitely got to play for a team now because it was a school team. And I was like, nah, like, I'm seeing there's there's more talent, basically. So I was like, nah, I got to play for a, a local team now. So I'm there. I think once I realised my game was really low in terms of, like, a match, because a, a match is different to five-a-side, like, Five aside, you can do certain things, but a real match, you have to actually play your position. So I'm like, nah, I'm gonna join the team. 
but I don't even know, I don't even know what, what team to join. But I realized, yeah, let me just let me just chill, let me just do my thing, and then maybe something will happen. So then someone approached me and they were like, yo, there's a space at Hemi Athletic. I was like, what? Hemi Athletic, like, yeah. I was like, where's that line walk? Okay, cool. I'll go. And then I, I'm doing my thing. They need a striker. They're like, oh, no, you're right. We need a little bit of assistance here when you're shooting. You're not really, you're doing that. So I was like, cool. Are you willing to train me? Like, yeah, we can train you. That's cool. But obviously, can you come to the matches? So I was like, okay. Um, I'll see. I'll talk to my dad. So I spoke to my dad. And he was talking about another guy from church who was playing football. He was telling me the story of this guy in our church who was playing football. And obviously he couldn't come to church because he was really going hard. So he was like, oh, you see see how he's not coming to church anymore? You see that? So he was trying to use the example to kind of deflect me and be like, oh, if you don't come now, you're going to lose out. I don't want you to lose out. You're at that stage where, you know, you're a teenager and if you don't come, then this is going to happen and you're going to fall off. You don't want to be part of... And obviously as a kid, I wasn't trying to hear it. I was just like, I, just need, I, need, a, I need a yes. I need to know that I can play on Sundays because they're saying that I can sign on for this much. And it wasn't that deep. The, the amount of money wasn't that deep. So I was like, okay, cool. So I ended up signing on, but... My dad was still like, yeah, you can't play on Sundays. So basically, I signed on to just train, basically. And then I was, that was the end of my career, to be wrong. I was like, yeah, I guess my dad's not really trying to let me play on Sundays. So yeah, that was pretty much it. But later on, I found out that he was like, oh, if I really knew you wanted it that bad. <laughs> oh, my days. <laughs> he was like, if I really knew you wanted it that bad, I wouldn't let you play. I was like... No, 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 no. You knew I wanted it bad, but obviously him being a pastor is very, it's very difficult because it's like, you, you have to be examples. Yeah, you got look at people saying, oh yeah, but what about his son? He's, oh, we are bringing our children to church, but he's the, the head of the, he's the overseer. Why isn't he bringing his child to church type thing? He's literally knocked it on the head. Like, it's literally that. Yeah. If, with, <laughs> again, I, I don't want to like, bait out the whole situation at church but it's like yo we're really examples for a lot of things we couldn't do a lot of stuff just missing Sundays was always a problem and Mm. so yeah like you know I realized that yeah we it's it's not just obviously my mom's a praise and worship leader as well so she couldn't take me to games you know she had to be there so that was part of it as well but other kids later on down the line they started playing football they started taking days off and you're looking at their parents like oh you seem like you're very like strict with nah they gotta come to church every Sunday but now you've let your kid play so it's it's different for other people because obviously they're just kind of in the congregation but with us it's like nah you gotta be here every Sunday make sure you're Make sure you're doing this. Mm. I think at the time I was doing the projector as well. We always get put on the projector or something. Technological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technical. 
you know so i had to do, do the projector sometimes yeah even even sunday school i don't know how this happened but i got made sunday school teacher not too sure how it happened but at what age um i think like 13 14 what um wow, <laughs> wow. No. bro if, if if you were watching me like if you saw how i taught the class it, it, it was funny like it was just <laughs> i don't know why i got that job but i think yeah yeah my sister was at uni so they needed someone to cover so it was me and another another girl but more time it was me so mm. The kids love me because we didn't do much to do it. It was more just games or mm. more games, isn't it? Like so, yeah. but I actually, to be honest, that job kind of helped because when you're actually teaching people the word, like it's different. Like when you're saying these verses and you're actually doing your research, because when I did do my research, it actually helped me to understand verses more. So that did help. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, like. With the football, I think it affected my brother more than me because he actually really wanted to play. With me, it was like I had the ability, um, but at the same time, it was easier for me to let go. But for him, it wasn't for mm. a while. So, yeah, like I just relaxed on it, man. I was like, you know what? I ain't going to force the Sunday every time. Like, if... We have to stay and help part of church. So be it. You know what I mean? That's cool. So I let it go to grow. Yeah. That's um and such is the case with so many people. I have another example of someone that I occurred to, but I'm not gonna name drop him anyway. But there's another individual who's like the year below me. His father's a pastor and he wanted to play football. He loved football and we used to play together. And he wasn't able to play because of it. JT, you might know who I'm talking about. Um, and he wasn't able to play. Um, his parents wouldn't allow him to play. He loved the game. He would even try to go to training. And same thing is similar to you. He signed up for a team. He was going to training. His brother was taking him to training sessions, helping coach him and train him as well. And he just wasn't allowed. His older brother would even try to speak to his dad to allow him to pray, play. He was never allowed. His, his parents he ended up having a role in the church, like in the church choir and the band and everything like that. Um, and... Oh. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Go on. Um, I, I actually forgot. I actually had to um, play drums in church as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why, not, that's not why, but I had roles, you know what I'm trying to say, in church. So yeah, I had to play drums as well. So yeah. Yeah. My, my brother, he actually plays properly. And that actually affects him as well in terms of like not being able to sometimes come church. But he has to play in church because he's the only drummer. So he has that oh, kind of thing. So with football, his thing is not football, it's drums and music. So he can't go out of that space too much because he's the main drummer or the only drummer. You know what I'm trying to say? Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. No, I understand. Um for me it was different. My my father played football. He he always loved the game. He was always involved in sport. Similar to my mother, not necessarily in football, but she was always involved in sport. Um, so he was the one that really encouraged me. And we lived before in the States before, so he was coaching, doing all kinds of bits. So football had always been our life, our household. And I'd always played, he'd always coached me, like I knew that. 
So when I came to move over to England and I wanted to play, it was never a problem. Church was never really a barrier to it. It just was more so the case that um, they didn't go with me to the games. So I would always need someone to take me to games there and back. And it was difficult. It wasn't until I started to get older that it started to cause me a bit more of a problem. Because as you get older, when you're young, you're, your teammates and it's calm. But as you get older and you don't necessarily get along with everyone on the team or the people, um, it makes it a little bit more awkward. You know, you're a little bit more self-aware. So um, that was kind of the situation I was always playing. Me and JT used to play together. I don't know much of JT's situation as to how he was allowed to play because he did play. So this, you, I'll let you tell it after JT because I don't actually know. Um, we played on the team together. We played on Hamilton for years together. Um, I've known him for a very, very long time. You know, low key, a little dynamic duo. That's where it started, like that. didn't it? That was, that was the genesis for real. That was. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing, man. We used to just play, and we were the only black people on the team. It was just the two of us, so we kind of formed like a connection, literally straight away, just off that simple fact. Because, like you said, in hearts, it's like ninety-eight percent white people, and you don't really become self-aware to it. Um, more so until you see another black person. When it's just you, you sometimes even forget your blackness. It sounds crazy, but genuinely, you you just you don't really realize, you know, because they they're not really making it that obvious that that's the case. But when you see another black person, you're like, raw. There's another one, and 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 he can either go one of two ways. Either you guys resent each other, or you become yeah. best friends instantly. It's just one or the other, literally. Mm -hmm. um, and we became really, really, really close. And our parents became close. My father and his father. When they, when my dad would sometimes come to the games, and when his dad would come, because your dad used to come quite often. What from what I remember, yeah. my dad was yeah. sporadic. Your dad would pretty much come to every single game. Yeah. Um, and when they come, they discuss, they talk. Um, and it was good. And I, and I kind of played all the way through. It wasn't until I switched to, to track and everything, it went it went differently. But I never had that problem with being able to, to do sport. And I, it was quite a blessing for me because if I was in that situation where I wouldn't have been allowed to play, that would have really, uh, that would have really broken me. I can't lie. Um, especially for something like church at that age, because I wasn't really into my faith. I, I knew God. Um, I did, I'm doing the, the fingers because... Like, I knew who God was, but I didn't truly know him. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I just knew the Bible because it was something I've been raised with. Um, so I wouldn't have seen it as, like, a valuable reason to not go, you know? And I see it happen so many times. And what unfortunately happens with other people that aren't allowed to go, even though they really want to play, they end up having a resentment for the church and sometimes even for their parents, which is a very dangerous route to go because that leads to rebellion. And the Bible says rebellion is of is witchcraft. And the Bible also says for your parents not to um, bring your pet, bring your children into anger, not to not to push them toward anger or hatred sort of thing. So I always feel like when I, when I look at it now, the situation, I think the best way enforcing your child to go to church is not is not is not a good thing. I think it's good for children for us to go to church and learn and grow. It's fantastic. But I think when it comes to if your child really wants to play sport and they want to experience this thing, I think there's ways to go about it, even if it's midweek services or something. So they're still getting the word of God. It's not only on the Sunday that you can go to church. But I've just seen it happen so many times where children, guys weren't allowed to play. And then they ended up just growing up hating the church because they'd always remember that place as the place that literally killed their dreams. Like guys that really wanted to play, really good players, you know, yeah. coaches coming to their house to tell the parents how good they are and they do not care. <laughs> they do not care you know um and it's it's really really sad to see and i i've always kind of like wondered like how, how how god sees it and whether or not this is a decision that gets made on their behalf from a place of genuine like guidance from the lord or just them wanting to just put their foot down you are coming to church so i feel like it's a very difficult thing that isn't spoken about enough 
because mm. I, I definitely feel it probably doesn't happen as much maybe in the white community as it does in the black community. And it's interesting to see why, because is there, is there a different type of Christianity in relation to church that they understand it or mm. are the black community just doing it wrong, you know? Mm. Yeah, this is a conversation that we, I feel like has been missing from a lot of people's lives because we can all relate to that Football Sunday League slash having to go to church conversation. For me personally, yeah. I mean, if I was to sit here and talk about it, I'd be here all day. So just like briefly, similar to you, I think similar to both of you, um, uh, I started off like wanting to go just to football on Sundays because I loved football so much. It wasn't even a thing of, oh, I don't want to be in church. I felt like as I grew older, there was an element of that, like comfortability and just wanting to go to football because that's what I've always done. Um, and then not going to church because like most Sundays and to be fair I'd alternate so one Sunday I'd go football one Sunday that's how that's how I'd normally do that's how me and my mum we we created like a, a deal we created like a little plan that you know one Sunday you'll go to church one Sunday you'll, you'll, you'll oh okay um, but I, I wasn't too happy with that because certain games I'd be like nah this is a cup game this is a semi-final I have to be here this game like I don't want to miss I'm going to have to miss church for this one. And I'm, I'm going to be like, uh-uh. we said, we're, we're alternating. If you're going to church one day and you're going to football one day, you, you keep it as that. You're not changing. You're not, you're not, um, you're not changing the format. Um, and I think some days, I think one year, I think this was like, um, I won't talk about my young years because I think younger years, I was always going to church. It was like, it was the rare occasion, like like maybe twice a month that I'd go football and I couldn't really have chat from my parents like that. But the more I started to get a little bit lippy and, you know, a little bit more, um, I guess, self-aware, as you say, Des, um, I started to like contest how how often I'd go football on Sundays. So I think this was around year, was it year eight? Year eight, well, who was I playing for year eight? Burka Raiders. Yeah, all my days, bro. This season we were going crazy as well. Like we were actually going ham, top of the league. Like you know the ones. Also, context is important when you're doing well in in football. When you're doing well in the league as well, you have to like make sure that you're at the end of the at the end of the season you're collecting all the trophies, top goal scorer, you know, players player. Like I was <laughs> all these type of things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, I, based on the context of how we were doing, ev like me and me and our strike partner Owen, shout out Owen. Um, you know, he listened to the podcast one time as well. Shout out to him. Um, big up. You know, we were going, we were going crazy up front, man. And um, I had a really, really big argument with my parents about you know me wanting to pursue football because we we're obviously this is a this is a stage, this is a point in time where it's like okay, a lot of people are actually being serious about football and whether they actually wanted to take it professionally. I don't think I was that serious, but when you have, as you say, there's people coming up to you and saying, oh, your son's this good, your son's really good. And we had we had that, we had that quite frequently, not just me, but other players in the team as well. Like people that were, I wouldn't say scouts, but like when we were playing like top opposition, we are beating Div 1 teams and stuff. And we were in Div 2 at the time, we were beating Div 1 teams and people were coming up to us and saying, you boys, your boys are, you know, you guys should, you know, you guys should take it further. You guys will go really far. Some of your boys should be playing in academies and stuff like that. When you hear stuff, when you hear those things, it makes you justify every reason for you to avoid church and just play play on Sundays, right? Mm. Um, but I guess the more because football is very like is very transitional. You go through a lot of transitions in football. I've I've been to I played for many clubs. I've played for Burko Raiders. I played for Hemel Athletic. I played for Kings Langley. I played for Hemel Town. Um, I played for a whole lot of teams, right? And I feel like. Um, as I think Mike was saying this, as you, uh, even Michael, I think it was Des actually, both of you said, well, the more you change teams, yeah, if you have, well, certain players you gel with and certain players you don't gel with, so the more self-aware you become of the people that you're, that you're actually playing with, it kind of like alters your decision. So 
in year 11 times yeah year 11 year 10 year 11 I feel like although all the guys in my team were like they were all cool guys but I just didn't relate with them as much I didn't really gel with them as much as I did with you Des and at Hemel Hemel Town and my guys at Hemel Athletic and King's Anglia I didn't gel with them as much so it was kind of like for me that was a reasoning to kind of like step back from football a little bit not that I wasn't passionate about it but just because the environment within I was playing with like you know like people that you chill with it's the same within church as well like the people that are you know influencing your fellowship and your relationship with God will um will either build it up or, or or break it down just based on how they interact with you and I felt like um that was kind of the same in football not that the people I was playing with were were not nice or anything but it was just that that connection I just felt wasn't there partially partially down to me kind of like I don't know man I don't know I feel like this will be here all day if I go into it but um yeah um in year 11 I just took some steps back and I was like you know what let me just commit a little bit more to church and I did so hard decision and now looking back it paid off now looking back it was worth me kind of listening to that advice of like you know what just some days it's worth you just being in a presence rather than just always going to football just so you can escape because football is definitely escape for a lot of people it's an escapism like football even watching football is like just an escapism from like stresses of life and whatever even Arsenal this season I'm an Arsenal fan seeing Arsenal this season and seeing us ball out has just been an escape for me from all the other stresses of life so I feel like in a way um I definitely used football personally as a way to escape like trying to trying to like address certain issues within my life that I had to look at it had to take like it took me a while to just be like okay let me sit down and actually think about you know these deep rooted issues in my life that I'm not dealing with but instead I use football to like kind of medicate that or like stop me from looking at that or distract me from actually taking a look at those things if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah wow and it's very interesting everyone's is different I have I have found the most um spiritual growth outside of the church I've been in the church my whole life in different countries in the states over here they do it so much they do it very differently over there um would I say it's better than here yeah somewhat to an, to an extent they do it bigger um they do like um Christian camps they do like days where they invite the community and they get um bouncy castles they 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 do a barbecue they get food like they make it sick they do midweek stuff where they'll, they'll have a huge building and they're putting on um like these bible study type things but it's not this it's it was cool it was fun and then in the summertime you go to christian camps where you go away for like the whole summer you're staying in bunk beds with like friends and whatnot doing christian activities i was in this thing called royal rangers which was only for boys it was about like it was a coming of age thing even though i was young i was like five six or something like that learning about the bible learning about christ you go on like um it was similar to like um what's that thing that that like Boys, Boy Scouts, similar to that. Yeah, it's a Christian boys version of Boy Scout. Yeah, you learn some of those type of skills and also from like a biblical perspective. It was it was really cool. Um, and I was involved, involved in that kind of stuff. Um, but it's never really been the church. It wasn't until um, just before COVID hit. I had a similar, I guess some people just have kind of a eureka moment. I, I, I've been to these parties and the same kind of thing was happening to me, man. It, it, came, it was girls, bro. Like I was just getting hurt, man. I was I'm having these situations occur. And I remember I, I left the party and I went back home and I kind of sat there and I was like, what am I doing? Like, why, why am I, why am I here? You know, when you have like, I, I sat, I, remember, I will never forget it. I was at a party, I was at a friend's house and I've been many times and I was standing there in the middle of it and I wasn't talking to anybody. Everyone was doing their thing, everything. And I, and I just thought like, why am I here? 
like genuinely like what am I doing here um I left I go home and I was like no 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 something needs to change I can't I can't do this anymore like I call myself a Christian and then kind of after that point everything started to like settle down I started to when you when you realize all these things everything starts to change when you finally like because the convictions were always there, but I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know, oh, this is the Holy Spirit convicted me. I got baptized at a young age and I never really understood what the Holy Spirit was. So when I was getting these convictions, I was just thinking, why do I feel guilty? Like everyone else is doing it. They don't feel any type of way. Like why do I feel kind of like in a bad way? And then um, I started to read more and I started to get into my word a little bit more, started to read it. I never used to read my Bible. I used to be always like here in my room somewhere. I was just picking up dust. I remember every now and then I'd try to pick it up feeling guilty didn't know where to start I just pick a page and I don't know what I'm reading um and I started to really read I was I started to pray I was like I think I remember crying out to the Lord I was like Lord I'm so sorry please show me what it is you want me to do how do I do this how do I draw closer to you um then my company started to switch out the people I was chilling with before I started to realize like as I tried to draw close to the Lord he started to reveal things about the people I was around then situations started to occur and I needed to pull myself back and it was all of this that kind of like brought me to where I am and then during COVID COVID was difficult for a lot of people, but was probably one of the best times of my life because all I could do was train and read the Bible, train, read the Bible. I'd wake up, train, and I'd read the Bible. I'd pray. I was all on war zone and all of that, staying up really late, et cetera, et cetera. But I always made time for the Lord. And through that time, I was able to understand. I was able to grow like Mike, what, like what you said. I was able to find out the people that were really for me because that was a really important time for people in realizing who your real friends were because all anyone had was time but you saw a problem in people not checking up on each other not coming to see each other not calling each other so when I started to kind of realize and learn more about myself learning how much I was giving to others and how little I was receiving back then I was just like oh god I see what you're doing here now you know and being on that journey for those couple of years and when I, we finally came out of that in COVID I was kind of like a new person but I was still having to grow because those things that you've done in your past can still always come back to bite you. Those situations, those mistakes that you've made. And that was the case with me. And it humbled me so much. You know, when you go on an upward trajectory in life and whatever, if things were going well in track and whatever, and people see you as this kind of person and things like that, and it's great for what it is. But then when you have those seasons where things are not going as well, all of that support, gone. You know, you don't hear from nobody no more. You don't really get those check-ins anymore. It's just you and the Lord. And then you kind of realize those times where you were with those people doing those things, realistically, you were still isolated. You just didn't realize it. You had a bunch of people around you, but you didn't really have anyone there that was for you. But God was still for you, but you were just rejecting it. And when I came to that realization, it kind of brought me to my knees. I was, in, I was crying. I was like, Lord, look, look, I'm so sorry. What did I do? And times when I wasn't faithful to him, he was always faithful to me in school and all kinds of situations. And it just, it really taught me so much. So for those listening that, aren't always able to go to church i would always encourage you to do so where you can because it's great for the fellowship aspect of it, it even says it in the bible not, not forsake the coming together especially as you see the day coming jesus's return um but also spend as much time as possible in his presence on a day-to-day -day basis reading the word going into that secret place because doing your research like you said mike because you, you'll really start to find more stuff the bible as you read it it will just reveal so much more of the filth of who we are as people, you know? And you're just like, whoa, <laughs> Job like, went through this? <laughs> like, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm complaining about this, you yeah. know? And, and and you're like, okay, wow. Like, okay, Jesus, take the will, because I can't do it myself. Because it's it's like, I can imagine Jesus, he just lets us do, we, we make our choice. We do what we want to do. We make our bed. 
you know and then he's like okay now come do it my way <laughs> and then you, you do it his way and you're like whoa <laughs> you have peace you know you you feel joy you have a sense of purpose he, he places you in the right place in the right with the right people and um it's it's such a blessing and, and uh, there's always going to be a season or seasons of, of alone time where you really need to figure out who you are like what do you enjoy what who are you who is mike who is jt who is destiny at, at its purest form and what does god want you to do who does he want you to be and that's a day-to-day -day journey every every single day mm -hmm. mike what, what would you say right now with your faith um just relatively to relatively to like secondary school primary school you know mixing in football obviously uni is completely different setting some would say it's even worse as well you know with <laughs> abundance of drinks abundance of girls abundance of whatever mm. uh, but how would you say um how would you say it's different like have you moved churches what's what's it looking like now what's the dynamic um <clears throat> To be honest, like maybe I'll just be an example in it, but it's when you get to this stage, it's obviously you're independent in it. So mm. you have to find a church. If you don't find the church, then obviously it's gonna make life a little bit more difficult because mm. you're not around other Christians. So yeah, I ain't found a church, man. I ain't found a church to be real. Um, obviously, I still read the Bible. I still get into the Bible. I go to online churches, or my online church, um, when I can or when it's available. Um, I tried to see you. Um, oh my days, to see you. The thing with the the see you, the Christian Union. Yeah, um, yeah, get to it. It's like, okay, the one here is, oh, I don't even know. Like, Who are, by the way? What uni? Uh, Northampton. Okay, sweet. Northampton still. Yeah, so the one here is like, yeah, they're not my, oh, I don't want to say they're not my type of people, man, but because we're all brothers and sisters, right? So, yeah, yeah man, they were, they were playing some games that were just off, you know? I can't remember what game it was, but it was like you had to put um <laughs> you had to put a piece a piece of paper, not even a piece of paper, but what's the, what, one of those papers that stick like a sticky note. I think it's a sticky note. Yeah. You, put yeah. your, you put it on your forehead, right? Yeah. And they write the character of someone in the Bible. So it might be Jesus, it might be Moses. And you have to figure out who's on your head your forehead you know what i'm trying to say and they're playing those type of games and i'm just like yo yeah yo, yo. for me it's like i just want to be direct i'm like yo let's get into the word let's but they were like oh do you want a cookie do you want i'm like i don't know <laughs> 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 hey, <bro. laughs> oh, hey bro bro for me, oh, I'm I'm a particular way. I'm just that's just the way I am. Like, I'm just the way I am. So, I'm like, let's just get to the the point. Let's, I'm here for a reason in it. So, mm. let's not go here and there. Let's just get straight to the the verses. What we're supposed to learn. 
let's discuss. So they, they got to that eventually. But first it was the game. And I started to realise when they started doing all their inside jokes and stuff, I was like, yeah, this ain't. They're obviously not my type of people, but right. when it comes to the word, I can't act like they weren't hitting the nail on their head with some things. Um, but obviously it's harder when it's like, I can't really chill with them as people. Like when you're around other Christians that you can just get on with more, it helps. But obviously if they're still helping you on your spiritual journey, it's, that's the most important thing. But it got to a point where I was like, like it, it got hard. Yeah. It got hard, so I, I just stopped going, to be real. I stopped going. Um, but yeah, um, I, right now, I would say, I just, I listened to this pastor called, um, I don't know if you know him, David Pawson. Okay. Um, and I think he's one of like one of the best preachers, teachers, because like he gets to the point and he's not afraid of what's in the Bible because with some preachers they're gonna try and sugarcoat things because it's daunting when you're standing in front of the congregation and you have to tell them exactly what it says in the verse. Like you can't paraphrase. You can only say what's what's right there. And some pastors are like, okay, let's. They, I think what they do, they kind of close it. Like, okay, and then they start saying what they need to say, what came into their head, not what God gave them. It's right. more like, okay, let me now just tell you that it's gonna be all right. Like I know it's. They don't even say what it said. It's it's gonna be all right. We're gonna do it. But David Paulson, he'll just say it straight. It's like nah. This is that that doctrine did it. He would just say it straight, and for me, I like that. That's kind of how my dad is as well. He doesn't he doesn't really like sugarcoating mm. a lot of things, and obviously that's led to people not feeling very comfortable because when you're saying certain stuff in the Bible, it's like people feel like you're targeting them, like the mm. pastor's talking about me today, sort of thing, but. Like it must be God talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So you must be sitting there for a reason and receiving this message at this time. So people might take it personally from the pastor. So that's why now the pastor's in this mode of let me please the congregation and not God subconsciously. Um, because there's a difference between um being a pastor and then being a motivational speaker. Yeah. yeah, so I think um, if I was going to be my normal, real self, I would just say the pastors that I think are like that, but I'm not going to say, but there are a few like American pastors that, not just American pastors, but just pastors in general, where it's like they're motivational speakers, like they'll tell you it's fine, like it's all, it's all going to be okay, you have to take it a day at a time. I could tell you that. You know what I'm trying to say? I can give you a bunch of quotes because once you live life, you get quotes anyway and you can just give that away. But when it's from the Bible, now you're saying stuff that is cutting human nature, it's cutting kind of what we go by naturally. 
it's, it's against the grain. So if you can say that, then you're actually being a shepherd. You know what I'm trying to say? You're not now being a motivational speaker where you're actually not looking after your sheep. In fact, you're leading them astray because you're telling them that, no, no, it's cool. Like, it's, you got to take it. This is just how life is. Like, you have to take it a day at a time, make sure you say these affirmations to yourself and it will be okay. Nah, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, Mm. if your spirit is low a quote is going to do a temporary it's going to it's going to be a temporary fix but the word of god that's actually going to feed your soul like quotes are not going to feed your soul i can give you a bunch of mm. quotes that will do something for you for maybe a month or two for someone that's depressed i can tell you quite a few things that can get you up for a bit but only god can take you out of that depression or anxiety or maybe you're feeling a certain hate towards somebody that you just can't get rid of because like people are dealing with real real life situations and pastors are at the pulpit kind of playing around with god's sheep basically and it's like you're just there to, I'm not going to say, I guess, yeah, you're a steward, really. You're a shepherd, yeah, you're a steward, and you're given a role. And now, because of you now not informing the church completely, you're now kind of prohibiting them from knowing everything. That's why if you're part of the congregation, you've got to do your own research and be in the Bible yourself. You know what I'm trying to say? So that's just a side note. But yeah, like in terms of uni, I make sure that I read my Bible and know um, and understand uh, what I'm reading. Um, I think the New Testament is the best um, part because we're living in that time now where it's, it's, getting, it's getting very hectic. You know what I mean? It's getting very hectic. So... I would say the New Testament is really um, where we need to be at. Um, so, yeah, um, in terms of my growth, I always try and talk to my dad when I can about the word. And he doesn't, like I said before, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. So he'll tell me this is that and this is this. But again, he's not forcing me because you can't, you can't force people to, be like okay you got it no 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 like we can only plant seeds so you know my dad he just tries to tell me okay try and do this do this just trying to plant this plant the seed but he's not trying to force me maybe in the past it might have been a forced situation but he's grown as well and the thing is yeah I don't, a lot of people have this they might have this um might have an issue with their parents in the past and it's affected them now but what I've realized now is where they're humans as well and, and they make mistakes. And before, obviously for us, we come from a certain culture where African parents are going to just tell you, yo, you do that and I don't want to hear it, sort of thing. Yeah. And they're humans. So they've, got, they've grown up in a certain environment and a certain tradition, which they can't separate themselves from. And a lot of Africans, they actually 
I'm probably say something that a lot of people won't like, but they can't separate themselves from tradition and uh, God. They actually, it's a conflict, tradition and God sometimes. So, yeah. But again, our parents are human, so they make mistakes and they do certain things to us and we don't understand. But obviously, fortunately for me, my dad is now kind of like said sorry about certain stuff and, oh, I shouldn't have forced you to do that. And da -da -da -da. But yeah, man, um, I'm growing spiritually. But at the same time, sometimes I slip. I do slip. Um, but even at uni, I don't try and get involved in crazy this, that, and the third. Yeah, maybe first year I did. Yeah, I mean, first year, it always hits you. But mm. um, I was fortunate to come during the COVID times. So it wasn't too crazy. Um, but yeah, I did still go to certain parties. Uh, I even said I stopped going to parties, but that was a lie. I went to a couple and again, it was not the smoking, it was just more the drinking, but then I was like, why am I here? So I, I stopped all that. But yeah, like for me, I'm more like, I like being on my own anyway. So I, I try and separate myself from a lot of people so I can get into what I'm in. And obviously with music, that's my that's my purpose. And that's something I can do. When you have a certain purpose, you don't have to keep hanging around with people and chilling and doing this and that. Mm. For no, you've got something to do. Yeah, you know I'm trying to say so. With me, the music kind of separated me from all of that stuff anyway. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Nah, <clears throat> I, I agree. I agree massively. You know, since like going more, being more intentional on what I'm doing for the kingdom of God, I felt, I felt this strong fire in myself to just do everything I can to spread the word using all of my platforms. That's really all I care about, to be honest. Um, even on Instagram, I it's not about me. It's not about myself. I don't, I don't post or anything like that. Um, the amount of engagement I would get, if I was one that posted training clips and races and all of that kind of stuff all the time, I would get crazy engagement or the page could even grow further. But I don't, really don't care about that stuff. Man. That's something that will happen by its own that's not something like god will elevate you to whatever level that he wants you to be at so i never worry about that but in terms of my responsibilities and the things that i have to do i, I do everything i can to ensure that i'm doing what i need to do each and every day so that i can put my head to rest at the end of the day and knowing my heart and my soul i've done everything i can today to try and tell someone about jesus to try and give them an opportunity to hear the word of god to see the word of god or even if i'm going wherever i'm going to training wherever i'm going they're seeing me because i i heard this quote and it really does, it, it resonates with me. Someone may never read the Bible, but they may see me and that's the only Bible that they read. They may have a small, short interaction with me. And that is the only Bible they will read. That is the only understanding they will have of Jesus through me. So I'm trying, trying to live my life in accordance with the scriptures. And like you said, being, being alone, I spend, you, you, as you get older, like I'm only 21, but you value having your own time being in your own space, be having time to think, having time to chill, having time where you're just work, listening to worship music or you're listening to music, or you can collect your thoughts so you can plan for the next day, or you can read your Bible. Like I take my time with those things very, very serious. Like, no, like I, I, if I'm reading my Bible, if I'm in prayer, I take it very serious because this is the, this is my time with God. He, I can pray any time in the day and he will listen to me. So why can I not give him that time, you know? 
he allows me to do all the things I need to do throughout the day. And I'll give him that time and he will always be readily available. I could wake up at 4 a.m. and I'll be struggling or something like that. And I'll pray and he's right there. You could call a friend at 4 a.m. and they're asleep and you really need them. You know, it's not their fault. They're asleep. God mm-hmm. is here, readily available. So who am I to not give him everything I've got? So every day I do it. Every day I try. Every day I strive to do it. And, and you see other everyone else has different priorities as to what they want to do and how they want to live their life. But when you know specifically the calling that God has upon your life, it's so important to do everything you can each day to, to take those those steps. It's a gradual thing. It's not like every day, like it's gonna you're, you're gonna get here and here, like especially doing a podcast or having a page or whatever. Like it's, it's gradual growth. But at the end of the day, you understand it's not it's not it's not for your own personal gain. It's for the it's for the glory of God. And trying to take those steps and, and reading scripture, surrounding yourself with the right people. People have to go. Like I don't know why it's not. It's, it should be spoken about a lot more especially in Christ, we, we have to love everyone, but that doesn't mean you have everyone around you, you know? No, the Bible says about <laughs> not being unequally yoked. People like to neglect that verse, and I'm like, yo, this is real stuff. This isn't a joke. You know, you can't have everybody around you. You can have, I can, you can dislike a Christian. That doesn't, that mean, I'm not saying don't love them. We are told to love everybody, you know? If they need help, if they, have, if they are in need of help or in need of prayer, be the first one there, you know? But that doesn't mean you have to be around them. That doesn't mean you have to call them a friend. They're your brother or sister in Christ. Absolutely. That doesn't mean you have to be friends. It doesn't mean that. And many people fa- fail to realize. And it's like what you were saying about how you were going to this place. You were going to the SU. That is a Christian thing, you know. And some people would feel guilt trip to feel like they have to keep going even though they don't gel with the right people. No. Who says you have to go there? You showed face. You've made that commitment to try and put yourself in that environment to see and it wasn't for you so you took yourself out of that place and that's okay as long as on on the back end of that you you're going to a place where you know that you can get what you're looking for which is you in the word because you want it pure and for in its purest form so that's how you're going to get it in that time you spend with the lord you know god likes to see our efforts in trying things out and, and seeing for ourselves how did we feel about it how did the holy spirit reveal to us a revelation about what it is that we just did all of these different steps you know, learning each and every day. It's, it's, it's really, when you really submit to the Lord, you, 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 your spiritual eyes are open to so many things. So many things. Mm, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Mm. We've touched on a lot. This has been such a blessing to record. You know, every time we pray, we say, Holy Spirit, just have your way. You know, whatever wants to be spoken about it'll be spoken about i feel like we've touched on so many things i think this is an episode that's going to edify <clears throat> it was so real you were able to tell your story as what happened and it's a story that's still being written and we've all made different mistakes we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and um the youthful lusts and the youthful pleasures and um when you're in that situation just seems it's just so normal man you, you, the party and everything about it is just so normal it's just what everyone is doing and at that time, you don't really understand what it truly means to be set apart. You know, if I had the opportunity to go back and like do it all over again, um, I wouldn't change it because it brought me to where I am now. You know, it could have been a situation I did it backwards where during secondary school, yeah, I was it gives you perspective. It gives you perspective. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I could have been, I could have been doing it all the, the quote unquote right way during secondary school. And then now I would have been in the world. And then Jesus returns and boom, like what? You know, so you have to look back at it and I try to every now and then and today has given me an opportunity to do so and I'm thankful. I'm like, I thank God for the grace of the, I thank you 
for the grace of God, for his mercy, for his forgiveness, you know, and, and, and everything that I learned through that through that period. And for those listening, um, you too can also repent. You can turn away from these things. These are all different journeys, but we're all trying to get to the same place. Narrow is the gate. And wide is the path that leads to destruction and many will go through it. It is a very wide path and many will go through it, but narrow is that gate. Many are called, but few are chosen and you want to be the, those chosen people. So we have to live set apart, um, encourage each other, pray for each other, help each other, hold each other accountable and spend some intentional time in the word. So we really, really hope this this episode has like blessed you. And if I had you giving you guys some understanding, some insight into our lives and our stories and yeah, we just hope it touched you guys today, man. Yeah, I was going to ask, um, Mike, is there anything else, any other burning questions or thoughts you have in your mind before before we dip out? Um, for me, uh, all I'll say is um, a lot of the stuff that I've spoke about today um, on my journey, whatever, I put in my music anyways. Like, I just... I try and because I say more of my lyrics, like that's where I can really get deep. If it's my production as well, I try and just put all that stuff together and just get a certain message out. Um, but at the same time, yeah, man, I just hope people relate or they feel like they're not alone in certain situations because a lot of us. We have certain things that we just keep in suppressed, 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 suppressed. But all we need is to talk to someone else and then maybe, maybe that situation can just turn around just through, maybe it might be five minutes, 30 minutes. It can just turn around, you know what I mean? So sometimes just talk to people about whatever. If you're a Christian, obviously talk to your brother or sister about anything you're going through and not feel like you're going to be judged. You know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah, man. Obviously, the music is on the way as well for people that are trying to listen as well. But for me, obviously, I'm happy that you two are using your platform to um, put this narrative through because I think we're living in a time where it's going to get a little bit more weird. Um, it's going to be harder to put this message through as well. So... And obviously, some people find it hard to do this because you're going to lose friends and followers and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm glad that you guys are using this platform um, to put a certain narrative through without feeling like this and that and that, that and that. You can just focus. And obviously, you're using not just your own strength, but God's strength as well to keep you going. So that's, that's something that I think is definitely respect respect something I can respect because a lot of people can't um I would say a lot of people more than more than few kind of feel like they're alone so they can't do this stuff but I'm I'm glad that you two are able to not have certain things around you that's prohibiting you from putting this message out so yeah salute to you for that you know I appreciate it bro remember I appreciate it Appreciate it. Um, and yeah, my last bit, guys, check out his music, man. Like, it's amazing to see yeah. your growth from Violate to Breeze. I remember listening to Breeze. I was in my car 
and I was bumping it so heavy and I couldn't believe it. I got so gassed, bro. I was just jumping up and down, going crazy. With it. I was like, what? Yeah, it showed me that. Me. It showed me that the other, like, the other day. I was wild. Well, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I texted him quickly. I was like, yo. I could not believe it. Because um, obviously mm-hmm. I listen to Violet and I listen to Violet a lot. And then just to see everything went up, the quality, the production, mm-hmm. um, the cover art, like everything just went up to a whole nother level. I was like, yo. And I could tell <clears throat> it's like you're taking another leap spiritually as well. You know, in terms of like what you were saying, how you were saying, it, everything was just flowing so well. The beat was so original, so it was it was just it was just great. It it, re- it really was just great. Even now, I'm always checking back. When's the new music? I, you know, I ask you all the time. Every time we yeah. speak, I ask you. I gotta be patient, though. Of course, I know, I know, but I'm I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I think God's gonna do great things uh, in your life and for your music, for your production, for everything that you do. Um, you've really um, grown so much as an individual we both have and it's kind of amazing how God has brought us together like I knew you during school um, vaguely not completely but vaguely and then just to see how um, everything through the years we've just come back to this point right here and then we're we're on different paths but still going in the same direction you know different place different sector but still Mm -hmm. heading towards the same goal so it's a blessing and to see what God has done through for all of us, knowing JT for such a long time, knowing you as well. And then all of us now on our strange, same paths heading towards the right place on a narrow path, but all in different directions coming towards one goal. And that's to be more like Christ. So all glory to, to the most high and keep it going, man. Like, I love it. I'm looking forward to the new music. I'm so excited. Um, thank you for always supporting as well. You know, from the get go, I really, really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, man, God bless you, bro, for real. So yeah, from the Visions fam, we're out. We'll be sure to drop Mike's socials and everything, as well as the link to his music as well. Please do check it out. Violet and Breeze out now. More music on the way in 2023, I believe. You said, yeah, man. I'm gonna be on a couple EPs, couple tapes. So yeah, exciting. Exciting. We'll be sure to update you guys on what he's doing musically, as well as just general life. And um, yeah, we hope you guys have enjoyed. God bless you guys. And we'll catch you guys in the next one.